tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world-governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Aaron, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Good morning, Swarm, and welcome to Tim Fall Hat. You know I am. You know I'm here to do. I'm here to rock. Uh, guys, I love you very much. Joining me as always, Xavier Guerrero and Johnny Woodard, aka J Nice. Hey. Hi, guys. Uh, a couple things real quick before we get into it. Uh, you know, I know some of you guys are complaining that SamTriplee.com didn't get the uh, videos up quicker from last week. I'm sorry about that. I love you all very much. I'm sorry. Uh, my my web guy was uh, dealing with some stuff and it wasn't able to get up quick enough. I will always put them up as quickly as humanly possible. So I am sorry for that. I owe you guys huge. Fun thing, Chad Zumach uh, emailed my web guy thinking it was me and yelling at him about how I fucked his career up. And so <laughs> the guy's like, what did I do? I'm the web guy. I'm like, welcome to the world of Chad Zumach. Uh, so that's that. Hope you guys are doing well. I got some new dates up on my website. Go to samtriplee.com for all my dates. I am going to be in West Hills. If you're in California and you're near, near LA, I'll be at West Hills at the Rabbit Hole Bar. That's go to the Rabbit Hole Bar. Dot com or you can go to samtriplee.com to grab all your tickets there. I'll be there this Wednesday. Just added a lot of shows coming up. July 16th and 17th, I'm in Anchorage, Alaska. Again, go to samtriplee.com. And then on the 20th or the 24th? 24th. It's a 420 show. A 420 show. We're at the American Comedy Co Company uh, down in San Diego, Tinfo Hat Comedy Night, Xavier Guerrero, myself, Eddie. We'll see if we can get this guy to go down to finally do a show. Let's do it, Johnny. Johnny. I'm muted, sorry. And when is it? 24th. You got some That's time. Can you no, I won't be here for the 24th anymore. Oh, oh how that conveniently worked. No, out. I just told you that 30 or 10 You're five minutes ago. So, guys, so October yeah, okay. 16th is going to be the date we are in. Vegas for the big 500. Nice. I'm going. I'm actually thinking doing a 15th and 16th. Two shows on the 16th, which will be stand up. Which we the 16th will be a, a podcast early. Then we'll do uh, do swapcast. But I'm thinking about doing an all stand up show on that Friday. And then and then we're still doing a swarm tank, right? Swarm tank is going to be part of the. No, 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 no. Yeah, okay, there would be... Yeah, Swarm Tank would be the second show on... So we'll do the 500th episode on Saturday, which would be the six, October 16th. That'll be like a, a, a an 8 o'clock show, right? Uh, and then we'll do the uh, Swarm Tank after. That is where people could come up 
and ask questions to us and all that stuff. You think we're going to get this thing timed right, or we're going to have to do a little TV magic? It'll be, where... we'll call it the 500-ish. Yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. Yeah, we're going to be on I like... may go over, but it will be the 500 episode. Okay. It may be out of order, yeah, but it will be the 500 just, episode. It's going to be like a, the 13th floor and an elevator, you know, where you just yeah, skip yeah, it yeah, and yeah, then yeah, come yeah. back and put but it But it, it will be the celebration of 500. Okay. Or we might take a week off and just to catch, so it all catches up. Yeah, depending I on. I mean, how it is going to get hectic. We could, you know, that's not going to be easy if it's a two dater. Get everything ready, merch. We'll see how it goes, yeah. man. Or we do a, or we do. See, I want to do a regular podcast, and then after that, do a, a swap, a swarm tank where people can come up and ask questions, and we'll maybe right. do one big. You know, ticket for that. Yeah. And do stand-up at a different location on that Friday. That's what I'm thinking. Guys, if you want... I know... I, I also had somebody complain that this intro's too long. We're doing three episodes a week. All we ask is that you hear all our little things, and then you get three episodes of... I think we've been cooking with gas lately. Do we have some weird ones? Yes. I wouldn't have it any other way. I want weird shows. And you know what's the worst? Can you come to Arizona? Can you come to Houston? Guess what happens? You won't know about the fucking shows if you don't listen yeah, to the intro. Yeah, we were great yeah. point, Xavier Guerrero. Point, Xavier. There we go. Okay? Point, Xavier. I get that all the time. You're fast-forwarding to it. I know the people listening right now going, oh, we're listening. Stop yelling at us. <laughs> okay? I get that. All right? But this is just to let you know what we're working on. Some of you guys want more of us. You can find it on rockfin.com. R-O-K-F-I-N.com. All my premium content is there. Zero, Tinfoil Hat Premium, Conspiracy Social Club, uh, the greatest of all time, Sports Talk, We Don't Smoke the Same, Broken Simulation, Early Look, yes, all there. if you want to learn about how Sam shit in the shower, you can get that. Yeah, I'm a dad. And for everybody here, he addresses the John McAfee death, and I know all you motherfuckers be asking me about yeah. it, so it's on Rockfin yeah, Broken on. Sims. So Go check it out. So that's Head over there. That's our stories right there. Go check that out. T-shirts. TinfoilHatT-shirts.com. I am working. I, we just dropped. Can you look up um, Shape Shifting Jesus? Right there. He's already got it. it. It's already there. I love that shirt. Me too. You know, because, you know, Jesus shapeshifted into Godzilla. Can we get a comp around here, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll get you one, John. Thank you. Thank you. I'll get you one. Uh, so go check that out. I got a couple more coming. I have conspiracy social. I have conspiracy smoke shows coming. Oh. I, yep. I, you know, what's the name of the girl? Uh, what's the name of the, uh, I, I'm going to work on that. Uh, conspiracy smoke shows. And then I'm working on uh, a Braxis the Chicken Snake God. You're still going with that, that, that baseball one? What's the baseball? Oh, yeah, we're going with that we'll one. When that is one, that one dropping? That one. Oh, I Did it, you send it, it to be, him? Yeah, it should be out soon then. Yeah, oh, that one's sweet. Yeah, that one's dope. That one's yeah, sweet. go check that one. So all the all that's there. Great way to support the show. And I love you guys so much. We're trying our hardest, you know, to put out the greatest show ever. I'll diamond hands this show into the ground. I don't care. As long as I got a couple people listening, we're going to do it. We're going to do the interesting shows. We're going to hear from everybody, not just the people that think like us. I want to reach across the whole spectrum of 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 politics. I enjoyed it. I enjoy talking to Jimmy Dore. I enjoy talking to Jennifer uh, uh, Briani, Briani, Briani. Briani, yeah. I yeah. like talking to them. You hear a different perspective. It's fun. That's what this show's about. Everyone's welcome in the truth chamber. 
all are welcome. By the way, I can't recommend the last Conspiracy Social Club highly enough when you broke, uh, you were right. Just Callan, you just broke his brain for a little I while. I broke his brain in real, was, you could watch it, it so funny. in real time. <laughs> he just, he gets tripped. You never hear him trip on his words. And he's like, yeah, but. Uh, well, and then he, uh, then he has that moment where he, he's speechless. It's he, so funny, and it's dude. The, Best thing I've ever if seen in my could, life. If you could put Simon and Garfunkel over the top of it, like you, hello, doctor. It was, we did I, that. I, no, that's what I'm saying. That's did you the see perfect. that on Instagram? Oh, this might do it. No, oh, that's great. I oh, yeah, we did that. Okay, hello, okay. doctor. It's just that, the perfect. Did moment. that ever happen to you? A look like that? Where you were like, oh, fuck. Because if you watch it, you can tell him he's like, oh, shit. He's like, and it's, it's so interesting. So, you know, it's like, it's a really great show. And I like, I it's love so Brian Callen so much, and it's such a great show, and you guys could check it out. If you want to listen to it for free, you it's available. The early episodes are on uh, Apple. It's just called Brian Breaks. Yeah, it's called it's called Conspiracy Social <laughs> Club. I have my cash values available, audio for free, video for free, and Punch Drunk is a great show as well if you want to hear sports talk. All the episodes, all my videos that are free can all be found at samtriplee.com. So enjoy that. This is a great show. Uh, we have a, a returning champion, Andreas Exertis, talking uh, Bohemian Grove and the Illuminati game. And I thought it's a great episode. Yes. It's a fast-moving episode, guys. You got two hamsters in a wheel. It's a lot of fun. Take your Adderall before. No. <laughs> the guests had enough Adderall. Uh, okay. So, But that's a great show. Enjoy the show. Okay, it's time to welcome back our returning champion. Uh, we didn't know he would bring his necrophilia weekend at Bernie's shirt. Okay, this guy's going weekend deep. To, weekend at Bernie, man. Weekend at Bohemian Grove. Oh man. snap! So this uh, is what you wear at Bohemian Grove. You get to dress like this. So oh really? You know oh really? Yeah. That does make people. sense. That does make sense. Uh, let me introduce you before you start going off. Okay, hold on. <laughs> this is a professional show. There's standards yeah, but, here. Fair. Okay. Uh, to know him is to love him. He is there. It's supercomputer of conspiracies, and we're very excited to have him on. Please welcome back to the show, returning champion, Andres Exertis. How are you, brother? I'm great. I'm like just outside of Mount Rushmore. I'm like looking to see where they can fit me on the. There's a rock there that's empty. I think I'd do well there. I'm this surprised knows. they haven't added anybody. I have they I tried. I, I, there was this rumor that Trump was like poking around, seeing if like, hey, can uh, anybody else get on the? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's true. That would be there's so a timeline. Funny. There's a timeline where that happened. That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, for sure. Don't you need slaves to make those? Whoa! No, Robots, not everybody bro. out there has slaves. No, they no, use I don't that. like the word slave because it's derogatory against Slavic people. No, it's, got, it's, got, it's got Teddy Roosevelt. It's got Teddy Roosevelt. No, I said they used slaves to make. The, um, the mountain, didn't they? No, to make the mountain. What? What are you? What uh, are they? Are they melted buildings? <laughs> Thank you for bringing me in, so I can uh, <laughs> lay the rest on that idea. Could be. Could be. Oh, um, oh snaps! Actually, that all ties into the, the Illuminati card game as well. So okay. But, so but you, before we get talk, into so it, you, Adderall. Hold on, Adderall. On. Adderall. Hold on. Listen to me. <laughs> what I want you to do is tell us. For those who remember your last appearance, tell our listeners the swarm a little bit about yourself for those who don't know you man that's guys a load right there okay so 
I'm from a planet with 36 hour days and it makes it a lot harder to adjust. Um, but oh, oh I'm, I met Sam and uh, we, we did some talks about what did we start about? It was like Tartaria history, Armenia, the, you know, et cetera. on like lost history. Yo, and we started of- uh, when I did Tim pool, we did a, uh, one of my, one of my uh, tinfoil hat premium daily doses and you broke down Kazarians, uh, Kazarians right. and um, the Rothschilds and all that stuff. So that's where our, just our romance stuff started. That, there's a bunch of stuff that people haven't heard more than the hashtag to. And, you know, it's all like a lot more reasonable than it sounds. And so I just kind of like, I try to like, just be like the books guy on that side and also be like, Hey, it's okay. You know, people like to like dress up in cloaks and burn pigs dressed as children. It's a historical thing. Let's just be culturally sensitive to the Illuminati. You know, I think that's <laughs> Nobody ever does that. How long did that become something? Like, I drink adrenochrome, <laughs> respect my culture. Right. I think True Blood's that, right? And Mark Twain, I think that's what he was up to. So, oh, snaps, yeah. dropping bombs right out the gate. Tell us about your podcast real quick so they can find you. Well, you guys know Exertus. Uh, if you look for Exertus, you'll find it at this point. And I'm on vlogs and YouTube a lot, but there's library and there's iTunes now. And like, your boy's been helping me out. So we've got everything kind of. Let me guess, yet. Mark. Mark's been my alt Surprise. media united. He created alt media united, and so now we're part of part and parcel like relationships. All that conspiracies are. So yeah, I think people yeah. that are into it, they're just like they kind of want to. Mark be is part seeing of everybody at this point. Mark is seeing everybody, and we're fine with that. That's okay with us. The more, the merrier. The he's more. a pretty man, but I also he's just got on some TV. He's got a pretty so mouth, well. Exertus. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> he likes. To, he's a good listener. Okay. Oh. Oh. That's cute. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, I want to tell you about our friends at Helix, man. You know what? Most of your life you spend sleeping. And some of you guys don't even think about your mattress. You just lay down and you deal with it. Okay? Stop it. There's a solution out there. And it's our friends at Helix. That's right. Johnny, do you have a Helix mattress? I do. I do. Yeah, I love it. Helix Sleep is the best, man. I got it. I have two of them. I have two of them, and they're both great. You know, I sleep in certain ways. Johnny, what do you sleep? I think you sleep yeah, what? I'm a, I'm a side. Knees side. by your head, right? <laughs> yeah, Is that a, how you sleep? I'm a side back sleeper, yeah. Yeah, well, how do you sleep, Xavier? On my side. On your, I'm Straight a slide side sleeper, too. I definitely go fetal position sideways. <laughs> That's how I sleep. And, of course, my dog gets bam right in the corner. <laughs> so I have no room. I pay for everything. I have no room. But guess what? I have a giant bed, so I don't care because Helix is taking care of me, man. It is very important. Whether You, you know, dude, I used to have a really junk bed, and I just got me the too. worst sleep, dude. And thanks to Helix, I sleep on clouds, okay? And how did Helix know what I want? Because they have a wonderful, wonderful is Johnny took it, passed it with A's, okay? I passed it, and I realized I... What kind of mattress do you have? Only quiz you ever passed. Yeah, it is true. It is true. That's that's true. I, I like firm and a little soft at the same time. Yeah, that's what I got, too. I got the one that's kind of midway soft. Yeah, you take a quick... It's a two-minute sleep quiz. I'm taking mean, it right it now. It takes even less than that. Look at it. He's taking it right taking now, it dude. Right now, and it was dude. simple, easy, fast. And the best part is you don't even have to go to the store with the... Have you heard about these mattress stores and what they, they're thinking they're fronts for uh, some yeah. shady shit? Not yeah, Helix. No. Not Helix Sleep. And they'll rip you off. That's the shadiest thing of all that they do, maybe. It's just ripping people off left and right. Yeah, not Helix Sleep. They take care of you because they're honest people i've met them they're good people and i love them okay so if you're looking for a mattress take a quiz you order the mattress that you're matched to and the mattress comes right to your door ship for free you don't even need to go to the master store fuck the mattress store 
you can go online and take care of this with our good friends at Helix Sleep, okay? So this is what you're going to do. Just go to helixsleep.com slash tinfoil. Take their two-minute sleep quiz, I'm okay? I'm done already. I'm done. He's done. He's in. He's out. He's already got another one coming, I'm okay? buying it right now. He's buying it right now. It's, if, if Xavier could do it, we can all do it, okay? <laughs> This is all you do. You go to sleep, helixsleep.com slash tinfoil and take their two-minute quiz, and they will match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. And guess what? They have a 10-year warranty, and you'll get it. Uh, you get to try it out for 100 nights. For a, on a mattress that you sleep on. 100, 100 nights. nights. Making love on a mattress, and this is how much they care for you. They'll take back your love mattress. They, they know you're going to love it, dude. Every night, hitting it, hitting it, hitting it. And then you're like, guess what? I don't want it. I want it. Guess what? It's never happened in the history of time, okay? Because you gonna, make better love on a Helix mattress. That's yeah. all I know. Better love, okay? Helix is offering up to... $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash tinfoil. Okay, Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash tinfoil. Come on, you deserve to sleep well. You're full of energy today, decaf coffee for now on, or a little, only half the Adderall, okay? Only half. So This is straight, this is straight Mormon sober. This is what happens if you drive through Utah on a Sunday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so where do you want to start, buddy? Well, okay, so I, I got all prepared because tomorrow's the cremation of care week starts. You know, it's like Burning Man, Bohemian Man for me right now. So I'm excited for what's going on in Bohemian Grove world in California, but... We did say that we were going to talk about Steve Jackson. We're going to talk about Robert Anton Wilson. And I think it's like, it's so easy to talk about all of these things because they're so well connected. Robert Anton Wilson made the Illuminatus uh, book series. He was the editor for Playboy. And he was like, send in your crazy conspiracy theories. He was also a member of Bohemian Grove. And he was a friend of Hunter S. Thompson, who was also a member of Bohemian Grove. And we start looking into how far Bohemian Grove goes back. Hold on, let me ask you a question. Yeah. I, I'm going to have to say that every time just to hit, for you to hit the brakes. Hold on. Let me Worse. ask you a question. Uh, um, Hunter S. Thompson, good guy, bad guy, shady dude, uh, into kitty porn. What was it? What do you think? I think that was a pretty good sum of it up. I mean, he wrote, <laughs> he wrote some really great books. He did try to take over a county and become a sheriff, which, you know, was awesome. Uh, he was definitely into drugs, and he was friends with the Hells Angels. I think a lot of nerds like to get in with motorcycle gangs. And, well, I have no you know, problems with any of that. Is it, was he producer of kiddie porn? There's a lot of there's a lot of talk about Johnny Gosh being uh, that he was maybe forced to, you know, when you get to a certain level, they have to have some dirt on you. So, you know, they definitely he definitely did stuff to be part of the system that he shouldn't have done for sure. OK, um, but at the same time, he was a, I don't think he was a terrible dude. Like he was trying to normalize the world and like he definitely was the person I think they were using to kind of normalize their behavior because they don't think that they're that bad either like the people that are who are they um, like bohemian grove elite right okay just for, they're just former um you know journalists and uh artists and gold rush you know people families so they think that they've established themselves right but i think he was he was kind of on the fence there like he knew that what they were doing was wrong and he meant that point several times he got in trouble for it uh, I 100% think something's up. I wonder how much uh, uh, is them allowing us to know just so we could talk about it. I mean, 
There's Clearly. so much going on. The Bohemian, bro- you know, we were talking about the John McAvee stuff that went on and everybody's circul- circulating this tweet in which he's like, I have 37 gigabytes of, of hidden secret material at 334.57 Thomas Street. You're like, why would he put that out? Why would he yeah. put that out? And then you start wondering, why is anything put out? Why, what, like, let's take... Let's take uh, Dr. Fauci's emails. Like that—that's all part of the Spars uh, um, simulation that they ran. They—they they burn a leader, you know. Like they put that out purposely. It's all purposely. Why is one second Gross. he say? Why is one second does he say we don't need masks? And the next second he's saying we need masks because they want us fighting with each other. So you would say that they let Alex Jones in. Uh, he being go in a kind of way, not with him knowing, not him knowing, just kind of like, hey, let's act, let's let some of this out. Yeah, I mean, like, how does how does he even know to get there? Maybe somebody yeah. approaches him like, hey, dude, I'm a elite, I'm a deep elite guy, and I listen, I know something's going on, man. You need to come out here, man. If you come this way, nobody will know you're there. How does how well, does that how does Alex Jones well, not know? He made it because he was so like, I mean, and you know, you gotta you gotta look at Alex for all he is. Like, I love Alex. Like, he's a great he's a great human being. It's been really nice to me, but. what's up like he got into the grove he filmed this thing and he made it look like it really uh, to to anyone else who was there it wouldn't have had the context of it being a satanic looking ritual because if you just live in california and you go to things like burning man it's not that weird it's at this point that's been so culturally normalized that you've got a you know a, a song and dance number around a fire ritual it just seems like a disney thing to happen you know but he really made it seem like hey this is really connected with the babylonian occult and all this esoteric that people have been trying to ever since geraldo disassociate from pop culture because in the 80s it was really like you know daytime television was talking about how there were satanists in the military and the elite it was kind of becoming normalized but then it's just sort of just dropped off nobody seems to look at this stuff anymore i mean but how is it how is it possible that we look at all the logos for all the silicon valley companies right like aol is the owl right you know and you look at any one of them and you start to say hey who are these people that are put together george bush senior and his son were part of this old boys club and so when you go to bohemian grove there's different campsites right so even though george w bush is born in connecticut like they go to a camp in Bohemian Grove in uh, up the Russian River where they pretend to be Southerners. So that's why he wanted to be governor of Texas and have the Southern accent. It's like fan service for comic books if you know what these guys are doing at their club. And yeah, I think Alex was uh, definitely given given a show because there's no way that they don't know who's in there. Now I've been twice as a guest not during cremation of care i don't even know what that means what does that mean you were invited now now we're going to hear the emails dude he's totally a fucking part of it what do you mean san francisco and santa cruz i know like first off i knew these trans lesbian bisexual gender neutral uh flop house with a pirate radio station is that the name of their dick flop house (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was almost. I wish that they knew it. But see, if several, you hold, what were, were they again? What were they again? They were all of them. The whole, all the they were trans. They were, the, they were prototypical trans Marxists. Okay, but were, list all their characteristics again. Gender fluid, lesbian, trans, Wiccan, uh, 
pirate radio station. Johnny, anarchist. Johnny, dick or no dick? After that description, Ooh. can you say 100%? You can't say with it. No, you can't. Nope, no. you can't do it. Who knows no, what's can't. dangling down there? Exactly. It's That's like, let's make do. a I want deal. I whole family nucleus in the man's body. But these were, <laughs> a lot of them were uh, bartenders at Bohemian Grove. Oh my and so God. when you when you start to find out like how how really culturally Bohemian Grove works, it's not that weird, you know. And like my family, like are you know old California, so I have like my you know my great grandfather and grandfather were members, and we have you know we have the books from their clubs, you know, because uh, every year they do a play, and every play is different, you know, the Buccaneers or Pompeii or a thousand and one nights. I brought Aloha because I thought that would be a a fun one to check out one because it's all about the oh, can i get that on the screen there so you're it's just impossible. saying this is a giant theater company well so what happened was the gold rush okay so there's a lot of there's a lot of weird com connections here but what it was, How was come i'm the only came, one in the conspiracy community with zero connections to anything like my dad was a teacher right, my mom was standard hotel Stop, Johnny. Good one, Johnny. Don't let him forget that one. Johnny, always, I have yeah. no connections to anything. Yeah. Johnny, don't, I was a valet <laughs> in the morning. The only thing I got to Yo, see is blow, chicks blown out on coke. Show me yeah, their Johnny, you hole. don't think that's what you'd say? Oh, of course. Oh, I, I, yeah. Just a valet. Yeah. I'm just a oh, valet yeah. guy. Oh, don't worry about oh, me. I'm just a I'm valet sure, guy. I'm sure he was well paid e to say that. Two through ten. Tyler Durden over here acting like he Oh, my he God. My nice. own people have turned on me. <laughs> oh, come on. Like, you don't put on a hat to do a convention at a Shriner show every once in a while. Well, I, I know mean, what you I did. Doing. I did. Um... I did, dude. I had nobody in my family connected to anything. <laughs> Jesus, no. I mean, dude, you go anywhere in Hollywood, there's some kind of fucking history of some shadiness going on. Like donut yeah. time is like human trafficking <laughs> or whatever it is, right? It's like the comedy store had mob connect. I mean, like you can go anywhere uh, yeah. long enough. There's some shady shit going down at that right. place. That's the thing. Pay more attention. That's all. You know, I mean, like, it's definitely there. Yeah, but, but like, your parents were running theater at the fucking Bohemian Grove. <laughs> no, no. Luckily, my dad didn't want to be a Freemason. Like, he literally signed a paper that said, I'm not going to do it. Because his dad was in the Demolays, like, the Boy Scout thing. He's like, how do I quit? I don't want to be around these weirdos. They're trying to run the world. Like, it just seems shady. So, and I, you know, I definitely uh, don't have certain opportunities I could have had if I wanted to be, like, you know, I like I. It's but at the same time, I still see how it happens because Bohemian Grove is the same thing. Like it's it's the same as Burning Man. You had in the 1860s a bunch of money, right? The first generation after the 1849 gold rush. You got people from New York. They're coming through. You have these Irish, and you have. And so this is where it also gets weird. Is you have newspaper personnel. So Hearst newspaper owns San Francisco Chronicle. San Francisco Chronicle. The team that built that newspaper in the 1860s, 1870s, they had this Marin County get together that was at a park. And then eventually they bought a bunch of land. And every year that became Bohemian Grove, where they put up their statue and where they started to do more and more things. But, you know, they, it started out as like a men's club, a very important, uh, let's see if we can find Sullivan. The, they had a librarian who was the niece of Joseph Smith. Okay. So, when you start tying together like who some of these founders were like Daniel O'Connell, 
who is a, you know, Jesuit trained Catholic Irishman who came to San Francisco and died in Sausalito. And you start looking into the Freemasons, you're like, wait, how does this work that you have Catholics and Protestants? And the reason is because they're out in California. It's right after the Jesuit suppression. The Catholic Church, the Jesuits have been put on the outs, and the Freemasons, a lot of Jesuits have gone through the Freemasons to create their lodges and things. And they've done well. You know, they haven't done well everywhere because they got kicked out of all the places they were doing great. But they're... The Jesuits were still allowed to be in America, right? And especially out West, no, nobody cared. And, you know, the California, at this point, California was originally bigger than this. So in the 1850s, they start talking about dividing California. California included Utah, Nevada, most of it. Um, the land the Mormons called Deseret, and it went all the way up to the Pacific Northwest. And they cut it into the shape of an owl. And that was the beginning of, okay, we'll rerun we this place. Oh, my are- God, I just saw it. California <laughs> is a freaking owl. Please go buy my California T-shirt. But yeah, exactly. It's I mean, it's it's designed. Do you to be see that it on no, purpose? Right there. I didn't see Johnny, it. you don't think that that looks like an owl? Yeah, yeah. You gotta flip it. You don't gotta flip it. You just gotta give it somehow. Give it some feet. Yeah, that's, I mean, I don't know if you guys are looking at it backwards, but that's the owl. Yeah, that's yeah, the owl, that yeah. is the owl. Damn, yeah. dude. Damn. And, you know, and like even think AOL, like owl, when you pronounce it as a kid, you see AOL owl, you know? And so a lot oh of the symbols Oh my of the owl, God. Well, it's Silicon Valley, you know, Silicon Valley is, <laughs> we do what we do. And Bohemian Grove became Burning Man, right? Like if you look up Forbes, Bohemian Grove, Burning Man, there's a great article from like 1999, it calls but Burning Man, the Bohemian Grove of the next generation. And how, you know, you're wrong, dad, this is how you sacrifice you know we're going to just instead of sacrificing a very pure animal we're going to be vegans about it and we're going to just have fifty thousand people sacrifice a bit of their purity in a giant piece of art and this is the new wicker man right and it's all the wicker man you've seen the wicker man bees bees like this movie where they they sacrifice a christian so that they can have you know atonement that the whole point of of burning man is atonement right it's cremation of care which is what cremation of care is the ritual for bohemian grove they say that they have a saint, right? It's a St. John of Nepomuk who allowed himself to die in Bohemia in exchange for the secrets of the queen to be kept. And so when you start to think about like secret keeping and how a Roman Catholic saint for a Protestant organization, like all of a sudden it starts to make a weird sense, dollars of sense. You've got people that have come out of Ireland, they've escaped the famine. These are the elite Irish that escaped, uh, you know, they went straight to San Francisco and they took over the police and they took over the media. And like the news was like cash was king because some people had no money and other people had billions of whatever you'd call, you know, like hundreds of thousands of, I think it was like $100,000 was like $4 million or something in the 1880s. So all these dudes who had hundreds of thousands of dollars were having like tens of millions of dollars and they were building, you know, crazy compounds and encampments. And it became like the social hangout in, in California. Like they have a club in San Francisco, like a building. And then people would, and, but the thing was the women, like the uh, Sullivan had a wife, the guy who helped start the group, uh, Daniel Colin, actually his wife was a woman, a girl's finishing school trainer. So the very Epstein moment here, taking teenage girls and marrying them off to these guys who came from the East coast and were textile or Naval officer Freemasons with lots of money. And that was the beginning of this sort of like build up the elite, beautiful culture of San Francisco. Um, San Francisco right now is in real problems, man. 
I mean, it is like we are in a place of reckoning right now in California. Well, you know that California just became the first, like the de deadliest state now. It beat Chicago. Really? There was more well, Chicago's more. a city, mm? but you mean Illinois? Yeah, Chicago, Illinois. Yeah. I wouldn't LA, doubt LA, it. LA, yeah, LA. Just, well, because everybody's shipping their crazies here. Like, yeah. ru somebody run for governor and put an end to that. Let's just, like, track Greyhound buses. Why are you coming here? Why are you coming here? What? Who Who are you going to see? You need a destination. I'm giving, give me your papers, man. If you don't have a California ID, why are you here? How is Soviet California still a thing? I think we're becoming more, this is, what are your documents? You have to be very careful with this idea. But yeah, California is literally becoming terrifying. See, at this point in history, these guys were above the law and they would torture people. And so a lot of things didn't happen that way. So that's the other side of it. The ultra elite would just kidnap people, you know, and there's a lot of stories of round cremation of care week, people going missing, right? You know, not to accuse them of doing like literal human sacrifices, based on their effigy of human sacrifices. But, like, weird stuff happens in the 1800s, like, who can say, you know? I'm um, sure people <laughs> were sacrificed. I mean, like, I mean, the cops basically have been, like, I mean, you're. it's just blatant now. It's like cops have always been about protecting the elites, right? I mean, that's yeah. really what it is. What, what kind of cases they take? Pedophiles go to jail. Yeah, poor pedophiles. Yeah. Right? Well, it's like, you know, it's like everybody who gets busted for fucking shady shit in Hollywood outside of like at the highest levels, which is, you know, uh, Weinstein. He seems to be the highest one that actually was in some. But all these other guys, like they get accused of something. And you're like, that's not that bad. And then the people who really get accused of like dark shit, like Kevin Spacey, Jeffrey Ross, all these other people, nothing happens to them. Like, the real ones never get fucked with. And even then, if you do get caught for pedophilia, you're, you're better off than getting caught with drugs. Right. You'll, do, you'll do more time for getting caught with a kilo of cocaine than touching a little yeah. kid, believe it or not. Like, in the power structure? Yeah, for sure. It's like, that's well, how you know those guys did it. Because nothing happened to them. All right, guys, today's show is brought to you by our good friends at Super Speciosa. That's right. The makers of the finest Kratom products in america aka the super leaf that the tread that the feds have tried yet thankfully failed to ban okay just think about it why would they want people having the ability to take one product that has so many benefits when big pharmaceutical can profit by hooking you up on multiple expensive prescription drugs it's fucking nuts dude it's just like it's so obvious what they're doing and everyone's like yeah what can you do i'll tell you what you can do fight back go to the indies man go to nature go to the natural leaf man okay it's great have you ever tried kratom absolutely yeah what the, do you think the, of that it's it's shockingly effective i mean you you think something over the counter like this you know you you think maybe it doesn't have shady great shit well, just that everybody it, would it, know, right? It, it wouldn't work, yeah. Right, you know, and it absolutely uh, does what it says on the tin. I mean, it's it's absolutely effective, yeah. And, and they're trying to stop it because you know what? Mood you benefits. can't profit off of natural leaf, okay? They're trying to keep keep you down, so you got to take their stupid ass drugs when there's a natural leaf out there, okay? So this is what I want you guys to do. So give it a try. Give it a try. Okay, go to getsuperleaf.com slash Sam and get 20% off your entire order. And if, you can, if you're not completely satisfied, no problem. Super. Speciosa. Okay, 
Kratom is backed by a money-back guarantee. Go to GetSuperLeaf.com slash Sam. Promo code Sam for 20% off, dude. Johnny's tried it. XG's tried it. They know it works. And if you need help, try it, dude. Try it. And just, hey, man, it's got a money-back guarantee, dude. How great is that? Can't beat that. Can't beat that. So, again, go to GetSuperLeaf.com slash Sam. Promo code Sam for 20% off, okay? This... These products and statements have not been evaluated by, by the FDA and are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any diseases or illnesses. And you know what I say? Fuck the FDA. Who gives a shit? They're bond sold by big pharmaceuticals. And you know what? Give it a shot. Go to GetSuperLeaf.com slash Sam, promo code Sam, 20% off. Imagine, you know, this is like you're talking that period of they will be bloods. So you you live in a time when people get paid less than a dollar a week or a month and you make maybe a thousand dollars an hour. Right. Because this is this is a level before the uh, economic collapse um, that how that how rich these people were. And they take trains when everyone else is walking across the country or like have, you know, even in their own town, they're still using horse wagons. So they're very quickly getting, you know, in a week or something or less. It's this beautiful train from New York to California. They, you know, and they kill somebody if they want and they leave, it's not going to be a big deal because they're there for a week. No one's checking into it. And so a lot of people also that just were kind of nuts, you know, that were, you know, I think a lot of, you think about the foundlings like uh, Coolidge or Hoover or, um, you know, and Taft apparently was kind of weird. Taft was like to hurt people. There's a lot of stories of like pretty tough guys at that period that were involved with the club, but times change. It's not always going to be the same club. That's the thing about Ina Coolbrith. She was introduced to be the librarian of Bohemian Grove. And that's where Bohemian Grove becomes that more like it's known for other things. People go to the people that are in the group and they're paying crazy amounts of money have access to books written for the club that can't leave the club. Yeah, you know, so they have their own, and she, you know, Coolberth was the, the saying the niece of Joseph Smith. She escaped Joseph Smith's uh, cult after he died, the Brigham Young thing in Deseret. The Mormons were saying, we're going to take the rest of that non Al part of the state and turn it into Deseret. They created a new language. They were like, Mormon empire, we're going to build. And eventually, we're going to take California. They wanted, you know, in the, I think it was the, the, the Mormons in San Diego. They were working in the Spanish American war, trying to take the rest of California. So there's always been a push to create this Deseret state. Deseret is this kind of fantastical conspiracy idea of the Mormons that there used to be an empire in California, that the gold came from the former empire that was destroyed in some sort of, you know, like the blown up, very Tartarian. Are we into Tartaria again? Is this a Tartarian yeah. story? Well, it's it's kind of interesting that it's so similar. Yeah, I, you know, so interesting. We brought it up to Randall Carlson. I like, I love Randall Carlson so much. I don't want to piss him off, but I would love to have Exertus and Randall Carlson have a discussion about Tataria and whether it fits into what he thinks is the whole thing. I mean, when I brought it up, he didn't shoot it down. Well, I mean, it's hard to do now because when you start to. Excuses we have, it's basically Eurocentricity. It's like, oh no, only Europeans in the 1800s could have done that. There's no way that anyone else could make a brick, let alone a building of them. It's like, it's not a very good argument. Um, and also just the amount of corroboration by really weird people. Like the fact that Joseph Smith and 
his niece were so into this idea that there was already architecture in the Midwest and that she left the Mormon church and started working for, of all things, Bohemian Grove. Like she was in charge of their library. This is a all men's organization, right? So the fact that they got this girl who supposedly knew more than almost anybody because Joseph Smith supposedly had more information. There's a whole theory that the, that the Jesuits used him to create a church out of Freemasonry. Because they knew that the Freemasonry was a great uh, proxy to the Jesuits, but it was just a lodge. It wasn't the church. So the, the more Jesuit version of Freemasonry is Latter-day Saints. And so she came out and she's just saying, okay, well, look, actually, we're on top of the ruins of Deseret and of Tartaria and it's like lost civilizations and started collecting what is the secret history of California that nobody can get access to unless they're a member of the club. So you're already building an entire different kind of person because the elite then are believing in this stuff because that's their history and we have no access to it. Unbelievable. You are a machine of knowledge, bro. A machine of knowledge. I, uh, I believe uh, uh, all this, man. I, I think they're, I, I just got to be honest with you, man. I don't, I don't know what is real and what's not real. And want, they're, therefore right. the best thing is not to like try to put any of your eggs in any basket. Right. You know, I mean, like, there. What are the what are the similarities, man? It's just like, you know, there there is, there are architectural, like, buildings that are unexplainable. The question is, who does? Who did this? Why they do that? What you know? It's like that seems to be the common theme. I don't. I don't. Why can't it be Tataria? Why? Why can't it be? Why does it have to be? You know. The acceptable people that did it, meaning the British or the Europeans, or you know, or the notion that the the um, the, the 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 Egyptians did it. How do we know it was Egyptians? How do we know what part of you know the Egyptians is real and how much of it is a made-up story? Any of that stuff. Like, how do we know what's real and what's not real? And like, the question is like, we can't put any any of our eggs into those baskets. We got to kind of be like, maybe I don't know, and be like, this is what I think it might be. I don't know if it's one hundred percent that. And that's why people that are are in school or teachers won't go back because they've put all their eggs in that basket. Right. And they're like, we got to live that the Egyptians did it instead of saying, hey, there's water erosion. That means there could have been an ancient <laughs> civilization. They won't even look at that. They're like, nope, you're wrong. Yeah. I mean, scientific exactly. proof. Scientific proof that they that there was water Scienti erosion. Scientific proof. Yeah, that's yes. such a, that is that when scientists tickle people. Scientific yeah, proof. Real, that, that's a real thing. You gotta be careful about it. Okay. Uh, well, I wanted also to point out. So when I point out some of these books, and it's just like impossible to get this on yeah, the screen. Yeah, no. it's, it's, it's so just, terrible. All right, yeah. there you go. There this we go. Is Aloha, this one's Aloha Oi, uh, and so this one's an interesting play because it's about how. Hawaii was invented by the Bohemian Grove. And again, these are like Disney level retellings of history. Like the level, like they know the truth, they're lying about the truth, and they know you don't know the truth because of the former lies. So there's this real meta level of lie that's Hold like on. incredible. What is the lie in that? So they're, well, so they're, they're exactly. So the thing is, it scares you is this might be true. I started reading about Mark Twain, also a big Bohemian Grove guy, and you start to see what was going on. And you're like, wait a second. And also, Bohemian Grove uh, playwrights 
were newspaper journalists. So they were like, so Mark Twain was sent to popularize Hawaii. If you read about where's why people want to go to Hawaii, people were spending 300 bucks a week in the 1800s to go on a boat to see Hawaii. At that time, the government was putting tens of millions of dollars into renting Hawaii so they could do a trade of, of mail from China to the United States through Hawaii, because it's a great spot, but didn't have a justified cultural outpost. So according to the Aloha Oi play, they, they get a bunch of sailors, they get them to move there from different parts of Polynesia. They erect a culture, um, Captain Cook's uh, first mate, mate is a Croatian guy. So if you look up the song Aloha Oi, Aloha Oi is from a Croatian song, has the same melody. And if you go to Wikipedia, official story is that Aloha Oi is not a 2,000-year-old Mar, you know, Polynesian rhythm. This was brought by Captain Cook's own uh, pirate ship. And so the entire culture was fabricated to justify Hawaii into a state, into a culture, into a territory for us to take it over. And great story. I heard about it a few times. But the <laughs> fact that the Bohemian Grove has a play about it, and the play is what? Well, this is from 1961, I think it's 1958. 1958. So before the surfing uh, revolution, really like in, and they created surf culture out of this. Where does surf culture come from? Okay. So you hear, you hear about Polynesian surfers, but at this point, you've got redwood guys inventing it. Redwood guys used to float down the logs. These loggers would have these big flumes and aqueducts, and they would stand on the board. You see lumberjacks that would float down these giant logs. So surf culture has always been inextricably tied to California lumberjack culture. And it's where the best surfers come from. It's like Santa Cruz and Sonoma up to, up to the you know north north coast. Um, that that always started tipping me off that they're releasing more and more of this information. And who are these guys? And one of those guys is Robert Anton Wilson. Okay. There's a lot to unpackage here. I mean, we're all over the place. I'm like now Hawaii's not real. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. Like we just found an Island and we created a culture of people. Is that what you're saying? So that we had a place to go uh, when we're trying to to hop to China. And this is a play that was presented only to the elite in 1958 in California, Bohemian Grove. So if you were the governor, you'd honorary ticket. You could go see this. If you weren't, you didn't hear about this. You know, and this, but this is the, the since then there have been books on the subject. There's been all kinds of uh, exposés on it. I never gave it much salt because I was like, whatever. But I mean, I thought about it plausibly. But now, I, I mean, when you start looking at these playbooks, you're like, wait a second, even before anyone else was talking about it, this was already a myth or some sort of a story being made up at Bohemian Grove. What do they know? And like, clearly they know the most because they're, they're the people that were going to Hawaii in 1872. Jesus, it's like everything's a fuck. Johnny, yeah. you, went, you went and used the bathroom. You didn't yeah, hear <laughs> Hawaii's n- n- culture's not real. Fake. It's all based on lumberjacks. Lumberjacks don't don't knock the lumberjacks. I remember cool. hearing that that royal family of theirs was just a sort of a work that they yeah, that, that they just like place them there and like you are the royals. There's been a lot of stories about that too, and the Masons are all about that. The foundlings being raised as royals, you know. Um, what are the foundlings? 
foundlings are like orphans, right? That have been raised by founders. So in the foundling trains, what in, th- in this period in history, in the 1800s, you've got people with mumps, measles, uh, or they, they're dying or whatever. You take a thousand kids and put them on trains, drive them across the country, and you have signs in different towns say, Thursday, pick up some kids. And then there'll just be a bunch of kids. You pick them up and you bring them to your farm or to your uh, your foundry, which was like an orphanage, which have like, it'd be a huge building with a hundred kids. And so, so many of these kids are raised without any memory of what came before them. A lot of times people are like, oh, why don't you know what happened to your family in America? Well, not always a choice. Some people literally were hiding that they're Armenian and they wanted to forget their culture, of course. But a lot of people just literally never, their parents were taken from them. They were taken from their parents. They were raised to be, you know, new Masonic Americans. That happened to the Armenians. Children were taken, raised Turkish, and they find out that they're actually Armenian. And what's really interesting is that some guy recently found out that he was, in fact, Armenian and... He killed himself. What is that? <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. But like, <laughs> I feel like that would be like a good thing, but all right, it's cool. That's, I mean, my family name. Oh my god, not, what is not this? By Turks. It's in the fucking cards, dude. And he didn't say it. I was like, come on, is there a Hawaii in there? Hawaii, the, Hawaii the traditional Hawaii vacation yeah. spot for the world's middle class. Hawaii gives one extra action token each turn to the group that controls it. It. If that group is corporate. Well, tell them what you came on here for. For, for It was on there for some reason. I would just looked it up. How did you find that, that in there? It's all alphabetical order. Well, now, I, now oh, I think you can put That's it back great. in alphabetical yeah. order. You've got to find out what, what's before H. It's not I'm, that hard. <laughs> why do I think he's going to be singing it? A, B, C, D, F, G, H. Well, that's important. I feel like we need to talk about Steve Jackson because he made the card game. Tell but us who Steve there, Jackson is. Before we get to Steve Jackson, we still do. We need to do Robert Anton Wilson a little bit harder. Okay, uh, it's a, it's important. So Robert Anton Wilson. So he lived in Santa Cruz, right? And right. you guys just like Google him. Type in quantum physics, Robert Anton Wilson. I was in Live Oak last week, and he was. I was remembering how he, re- he refers to Santa Cruz as a quantum physics experiment because you can be in three places at once the way the city's divided. Um, but he was the Playboy editor in chief who decided, like, let's do a conspiracy theory section for Playboy magazine in the seventies. Right? Like genius. And people would send in conspiracies. And he's like, look, I don't know whether I believe these or not. I'm just going to bound them together and, and sell a copy of like all the conspiracies I've heard. Things that, you know, like Ford used to be Fjord, like Berenstain, you know, Epstein, you know, kind of a thing, different timelines. Oh. And that there's a, that there's, there's an Atlantis myth and the, you know, like the government's run by these guys. And so, but the thing is, a lot of those theories are completely true. And some of them were crazy, but the fact that some of them were crazy made it really easy to put out the truth because then you could just say everything was probably crazy. And so he got, he got a lot of people upset, but he ended up doing pretty well. Like they made a religion out of him, the church of subgenius, right? Where Bob Dobbs is, you know, he's Bob. What? Oh, okay. Okay. There's so much going on here. Is anyone following this? It's like all over the place. So this guy Playboy. ran Playboy's, he was a, a editor there, and he said, send me your conspiracies. To the public, right? right. The to fans. the public. And he would just get bombarded. At some point, he goes, you know what? I'm going to take most of these and put them into what? Into the Illuminatus trilogy. Three books about the Illuminati. Okay, so he creates this book about the Illuminati. And all the conspiracies, some of them he believes, but doesn't say which ones. And just all of them. 
but a lot of them are true, you know, and some of them are like at this point, just freedom of information act exposed as a fact is other ones were just, you know, uh, the Atlantis story or this and that, but there's just, it's every kind of, it's a great start. If you're interested in conspiracies, read the Illumina or listen to the Illuminati trilogy. And it began to really like change culture because culture was like, wait, all of a sudden there's all these ideas. And this is post Kennedy, which is why Playboy was thinking we should do this. So many people are talking like, Oh, haven't you heard that the president right now, George Bush was the president of the CIA and that Kennedy was assassinated that who could have had anything to do with that? Well, who assassinates people? Maybe this is possible that the CIA had something to do with the president. And then they were like, what do we do? And the CIA created the term conspiracy theory. Yeah. Like that's in. I'm really, I am, I am so amazed now how many people run from the term conspiracy theorists. It's unbelievable to me. Uh, Jimmy Dore is a little like that forever. He called me a fucking conspiracy theorist. As he does that pointing thing that he loves to do when he gets really excited. Like he's a politician. You know, you called me a conspiracy theorist. I'm like, dude, if you just accept the term, it loses all power. Like tinfoil hat. That's the whole purpose of the name. It's like, what can we take away from you? Uh, What term do you really like to yell at people and just own it and take it away? Truly take the power away from that. That's why it's but like- listen to the difference. If like, if you say like, Hey, I'm a conspiracy theorist, or I say, I believe the world's run by relationships. <laughs> what, what's the difference exactly? Except that when I say it, it sounds kind of like, you know, Californian, but it's the same thing. I'm saying that the world like, isn't just run by one guy. There's a few people that know each other and that like their interactions with each other affects world politic. Like it's not just uh, whether or not you or I voted, it might be whether or not, the water skis got, uh, you know, a sunburn on one of the politicians back and like they were at a family barbecue and they got in an argument. Like, I believe that stuff actually affects politics, well, you know, I mean- arguments between people. So, or whatever, you know, what deals are being made. And so this, this isn't really like the same because when people say conspiracy theory now, I think they're trying to come up with something that's not a conspiracy because conspiracy is a relationship. A lot of times they're saying, oh, well, this is really about, you know, aliens that are, you know, trying to harvest our brains or something. I, mean, I don't know. But, like, that's not technically what that word means, you know? Well, the, like, the new popular term is conspiracy realist. Yeah, I mean, so it's like I mean, the new popular the word. Really Everyone's, like, owning that one. They'll own that, that one. The, yeah. real, the real weird uh, believers now don't wear tinfoil. They wear masks. So it's like the whole culture is inverted. In the Russia real, really. yeah, the real conspiracy theorists are the ones still walking around with masks on. <laughs> yeah, those are swimming. The I was in the ocean. And I saw a woman way out at sea no just way. with a mask on. No way, kidding. dude. I'm not kidding. Santa's. <laughs> Yeah, I mean I that's mean, that's I, probably dangerous. Actually, if it I, became I went, soaked in water, everything about it is dangerous. You want to know? I so believe him. Stupid. There was a viral video of a guy going yeah. swimming with the pool in yeah. the pool with the mask on. Yeah. So there's they're 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 stupid enough. You, you just know, gotta catch one. Yeah. You, you know when Bill Maher is calling yeah. you like a dumb motherfucker, so, which yeah, is yeah. what he called believe those people. Believe in stupidity. Yeah. No, I'm with you, dude. And believe in stupidity. Believe, believe in stupidity. Stupidity exists. Don't don't deny yeah. that stupidity exists. But also remember. Go ahead, sorry. It just all goes back to intelligence versus smarts. Intelligence is 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 understanding a system and, and, and working in that system. Smarts is awareness, intuition. Okay? That's what it is. 
consciousness. Well, they, they're, they're into faith. You know, these, these science faith is just strong. So I know a lot of great people that are like brilliant PhD chemists and scientists. And they were, I went to see them and they're like, Oh, uh, we just got vaccinated. Are you vaccinated? If you, if you're not vaccinated, you wear a mask. And then I'm like, why don't you think the vaccine works? And they're like, oh, I do, but my girlfriend, she's still a little, I'm like, wait, so your girlfriend's a conspiracy theorist because she thinks the vaccine doesn't work. She's, she thinks it's a hoax? Yeah. What is yeah. And then eventually they say now in the last couple of days, they're still recommending, CDC still recommends people that have been vaccinated to wear masks because there's, what are they calling it? Spreading. Uh, well, but what if know, I go, what if I already had it and I beat it? How, how, how are you different than me? We both have I mean, the antibody. They're, calling, they're saying there's new variants, man. There's yeah. never going to, yeah. it's a new, it's yeah. a new way of life. So uh, that leads that, that weirdly enough leads into Steve Jackson. So what ended up happening was this age of conspiracies uh, was like, Hey, it's, it's okay to believe in weird stuff. And it became so popular that bands like Dio and like eighties was about this kind of weird culture all before the freedom of information act. Cause we all knew in the eighties that the freedom of information act was coming. Not we all, but people that were into this. Stuff were you even around? Were, I was in the 20 and back program, you know, like definitely. How, so, were you born in the eighties? I'm, I am technically born in the 80s. I saw hairspray, bright lights. I, it was, I, yeah, it was. What does that time. mean technically? Either He's like 89. You, what are you, 89? Yeah, 88. Oh, okay. yeah. I'm got, straight at the end there. You have a tippy toe in the 80s, yeah. man. But I did see. But I did see a lot of cassette tapes. So no, I get right. that, dude. By the way, you were born <laughs> at the end, in my humble opinion, of great oh, the, art. When art, oh, yeah. to me. Even though, like, we were seeing, like, manipulations, I just feel like that was the last time. See, that, I mean, yes, you, I do. What are, you, are you thinking of music? What are you thinking of? Because yeah, after that, it's a gangster like a, rap. Gangster rap was 90, well, the yeah, 90s, yeah, right? Well, I liked early gangster rap, but I'm talking, like, the 70s were great. That's the golden me, era. the 80s kind of sucked for music, though. You got, like, the Who trying to do disco no, records. towards the I, end. I, towards I, the I end. I to, like, really be honest, but I'm pretty sure the 90s were the greatest time in, in No, like, it, late 80s, early 90s. It was 90s. the 60s. It was no, 60s. dude, go the ni- the 90s fuck yourself. Whatever decade the Beatles recorded in was no, the best. dude, that the '90s was the first oh. time where I could listen. You had to the any Rolling decade. Stones, oh. the Beatles, and the oh. Who. Ugh. Ugh. The Who, really? Ugh. Ugh. The Rolling Stones. They're great, Ugh. dude. Okay. My favorite song of all time is Rolling Stone song. Okay? okay, but dude, it does not compare to what was going on in the late '80s. Early nineties, hip hop came out of nowhere. I, I take the 60s like more rock, the early nineties, early nineties when like what one percent of the population had ninety percent of the world's resources, where it had three video game consoles from competing multi-millionaire yakuza-run co- corporations. Early nineties when the internet made it possible for the age of discovery and Freemasons put all of the data out for free. Early nineties. Pretty sure best time. You and I but, look at it definitely during a different prism. But the point dude, I is, I used to go into post offices and grab floppy disks from AOL <laughs> and just get twenty three minutes of internet. Grab hundreds of floppy disks, man. The early nineties were incredible. Remember, dude. there like, used to be cassettes strewn. Remember, you just see a ta- like tape cassettes yeah. on the highway on the side. <laughs> just yeah. cassette tapes yeah. strewn, man. <laughs> Everywhere. I used to sleep in a pile of them. It was uh, early nineties was great. Dude, the early nineties was the best, and I and I I say it all the time. And even though somebody said something funny about Britney yesterday, I'm going to use it as a joke, but a comment was, Britney is the white people's Nelson Mandela. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I feel that. I do. I was just hanging out with Britney's body double. And, like, I'll tell you what, like, I feel huh? that story from a whole new angle because it's not just her dad, dude. That They own her identity like Prince. Like, she can't speak in public. She's completely... She's completely... Like, dude, you think Taylor Swift... 
and I'm going to say this, Kevin Hart have mm-hmm. any say in what they're doing? Not legally. And let me tell you something. You want to get in the clones? Look at look at Kevin Hart's speedy recovery back. Like, dude, I mean, that guy severed his spine that he's deadlifting seven months later. Yeah, I mean, look at him versus, like, Tracy Morgan, you know, who took you see forever some of the to stuff come they're back. doing in the Caribbean. France and China, BBC had these articles about cloning and in vitro. And it's interesting because in the 90s, they started doing in vitro where they did human clone eggs into women as surrogates and so they just started admitting that they have these full-grown super soldiers that are genetically modified clones so you know pretty much we've been doing like genetics uh body part replacement organ replacement for longer than that but again all this stuff coming out in the 80s we're like when are we going to find out well we all know that if we're into this stuff in 1991 94 there's going to be all these foia documents coming out so we'll be able to find out then but let's just start fantasizing about what the cia is doing with mk ultra and out came you know one of these guys who was really like a nerd into like reading the women's children all this stuff steve jackson and steve jackson was an american uh game wizard game designer so he would do card games and card games were still and this like, is the guy great. from playboy no, no, no. This is Steve Jackson. So the guy from Playboy was Robert Anton Wilson, who wrote okay. the Illuminati okay. books. Okay, all right, all right. Steve Jackson saw these books, and he's like, we should make a card game about this, about how there's – because when you talk about the Illuminati, and Robert Anton Wilson's like, well, look, I always thought there was, like, the Illuminati. No, there's the Illuminatis. There's all these people that consider themselves – you know what the new word for Illuminati is? Illuminated, woke, right? So all these people that think they're the woke, you know, and so there's these uh, groups of people that want to take over the world because they think they're better than other people, right? It's kind of like neoliberal white people that want to have social justice war. Like that's the kind of wokeness is kind of like a secret society that thinks they're better than other people that are conspiring to change society regardless of what other people think or is right or wrong, right? So you have, according to this idea, and this ended up in Steve's game, um, you know, you've got the Vatican, you've got the you've got the aliens, you've got the gnomes of Zurich underground that have all this gold, you know, and they're like teams, you know, and eventually you're like, okay, the multimedia team, I want to take over the world. I'm Disney. I want to take over all of the world or the Vatican's like, we need to take over the world. So you're competing against other groups and you can play one Illuminati group versus another. And as you pull cards, each one of these cards is a, a social psychological operation. And so the psychological operation is a terrorist attack or it's a environmental activism infomercial or whatever. And when you pull out the card, it tells you what will happen. Like if you say there's like a school shooting, this is going to take away uh, liberty across the board from all of your citizens because they're going to restrict their rights to self-determination or guns. Um, And it'll also make it easier for you in the future to campaign for taking over control over their state because they're going to look at you as the person that saved them after they, you broke their leg, you know? And so the cards give you this, this rundown of like, Oh, an assassin, Okay, okay. So here we're getting into it. I, I find this so interesting, dude. I love that, you know, because Playboy was a, a CIA uh psyop. I mean, like he was whoa, basically whoa, whoa. crazy. He been trafficking of young Midwestern girls for oh, that's just you're just it, so bold. like when we take when we look back, we're like, how did no one not think that this dude who had a house where you could go f- fucking do whatever you want? to it and that you know the problem you know it was the ultimately the downfall of the playboy parties was like once you were invited you were always allowed so like 
over time, all these guys were like getting old. So you had like 70 year olds hanging out at these parties. You're like, dude, move on. You're like, no, I'm allowed all the time. But you didn't think there was a honey trap? You didn't think yeah. they were setting you up for weird shit? Clearly, and, so, the honey so trap some, of honey so traps. Is some Epstein shit? Some Epstein yes. shit? Some little cameras in the holes? Yeah. No one knows? Yeah. Yes. Epstein, Epstein didn't come up with this, right? Like in the ancient world, like in Italy, you know, you'd get a prince with two women on either shoulder and you'd have the whole court hear about it. The idea is to get people that are dirty. If you know you how they have- blackmailed them back then? They would have a, like a guy painting in in a secret place. <laughs> he would paint what he saw. He'd be like, and if show he got, us the evidence. So if he got the right the right inches on the cock, they're like, oh, that's, yeah, yeah. that, oh, that goes that. down. Look at that. Look at that. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. got a mole right next to his thigh. So, so all that stuff. So, and they, you know, obviously they, um, Hugh Hefner was owned, controlled, you always yeah. heard stories about him where like well, Bill he Mars. was having sex like he was getting pegged by the girls watching gay porn like that was Whoa. that's why they controlled him you think he would have yeah. got hashtag me too if it would have been back that, in the day I no i don't think was, gay guys think get me too to, i, I really don't well, i believe you oh yeah I mean, at this, yeah. the gay thing is also important. Like a lot of these politicians forever have been gay because that's a really easy way to control people. 100%. But, you know, but, but Hugh Hefner, I think that's a great example of like, how, how can you tell he wasn't super confident about his masculinity? Well, look what he was doing to compensate. Like that's a lot of compensation. So it's, it's worth at least considering the plausibility that he wasn't always cracked up to be. But you know what's so Bill interesting about that? The Temple of Apollo. You know what's so interesting about that is like, I, sometimes I get mad when these people are like, oh, dude, this guy driving a nice car. How little is his dick? And I'm like, maybe the guy just has money and wants a nice car. But when you bring up, like, you know, Hello. Hugh Hefner, and you think about, oh, is he overcompensating for something? And then you take a look at, like, Dan Bazarian, dude, doing the exact <laughs> same thing where he's, like, five foot nothing, and now he's, like, broke, supposedly. And you're like, that's exactly what he was doing. He was overcompensating for the fact that he was like a, a fucking power midget and he was super angry. And like now he had this whole thing where like he would just be paying chicks hang out with him. You're like, okay, yeah, there is something to that. Yeah, like a real well, like a real alpha male wouldn't pay. Well, I mean, like you know, NBA players videos. love strippers and they go to strip bars That's and there's nothing though. wrong yeah. with wanting to you know, enjoy he, a lot of women, but you know. It's yeah, just, he took it to new. He took it to new levels of. I mean, socially, what it, what he was doing was like Anton Lavey. Like he made it socially acceptable for sex work, right? And the beginning of sex work, and the idea also of a man being kind of this. I mean, this is this era of let's shatter the family nucleus. Let's have Magnum PI and Indiana Jones always have a different woman every episode. Let's try really hard to make sure that what comes off as masculinity is really postmodern consumerism. And, uh, you know, lack of responsibility, which is ironically not what we used to think of men as before that. I agree with that. See how that changed men, because now we're not even like Magnum P.I. Now we're just full beyond burger and we have no idea what the real, you know, masculine. The problem I have with the only problem I have with that is like men, men used to sire many children with many women that it was only till recently that it was like you were meant to have 
one woman and this has been like this well, is the women moving forward to lock down what they want in well, a man you know and there's a hold on one second there's a whole thing that the me too movement is this attempt to get men to not be so promiscuous right but like when things come out like this like women sleeping around and men being promiscuous and women selling sex my whole thing is like is it moral decay or is it an accepted uh, that this has been going on forever and did not demonize it? Like, do we want everything to be like, do we want every woman we know to be in OnlyFans? Do I hate OnlyFans? I do not hate OnlyFans. I have no problems with women doing that. But do you like, and this is for women too. Do you want to make everything a transaction? Right. But my point is like, it's like this kind of correction that needs to happen. We need to also be like, not like pushing people into this really dark underground where it's not safe. But also you also don't want to be like, we don't need this everywhere all time at the same time. Do you understand? Like I learned that with the naughty show. I'm like, okay, you know, I, I had a porn addiction. I, I used the naughty show to so I could do dirty comedy because that's my mind. I like dirty comedy. I like to say dirty things. I think they're funny, okay? So I created this thing so I could go up on stage and do my dirty jokes while people going, oh my God, I got to put on a show so I can walk out and let everyone think I'm angry. Go fuck <laughs> yourself, right? So, But then I also realized that there's a lot of people cool with porn stars. They just don't want it everywhere at all times. And that is the biggest difference. It's like what we're talking about with this quote unquote trans agenda. Nobody cares if you're trans. We used to want you dressing up like a, the, the fucking most sexual version. I'm saying the F word a lot, guys. I'm sorry. The most sexual version of women to go read to children. You know what I'm I mean, saying? That's, that's actually my main part of it. I feel like maybe like let, uh, and this is not even, I don't know how to explain this exactly. Cause it's not a problem I have with like any, I like, I've been dude world. I've been through. You've been you know, trans yeah. bro. Like, yeah, I'm so transhuman experience, but the, bar, the, the time, bartender invited you, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to have, I don't want to, I got almost a job. I don't, I saw this kid eating meat plates there. She's like, keep me the meat tray. Keep it coming. But weird stuff I've seen with the colorful shirts. But what I found was that children need the chance to learn and experience on their own. It's not that I want them to get like to go to the Mormon church or to the trans church. I just want them to go outside. I couldn't you know? agree more. I feel like if you don't let kids kind of come up with the future, we're printing, we're printing, imprinting on these kids, this stuff. And it's like, I, I mean, you know, all I know is I've been through a lot. I could only imagine what like a trans librarian has been through. So the kid probably needs a little bit more like of their own time to themselves to come up with the things. And probably this is the biggest thing is we shouldn't be reading to children, which we should be listening to children. And well, I, don't even, I think it's again, a little bit of everything. The truth is, yeah. and this is a friend, a man who's friends with a lot of trans people. I, I don't care. Live and let live. There's Word. not enough trans children out there to warrant a complete and utter overhaul of our educational system to that we should be introducing anal to children at, at five years old. 
There's not enough of them. The, the, you know, Johnny, we, we were talking about this the other day. Statistically, the number of gay people is not high enough to warrant a complete and utter change in our, our educational system. It's something like 4%, but, but most but people estimate it. You're worried, like you're worried about a society today, like less than 4% is today. If we keep at the rate we're going, and this is monarch programming at its finest. If we take kids and we traumatize them young so that they can memorize things that they can only pull up when we want them to, and these kids become, I mean, so again, we were talking about Hugh Hefner and I was trying to bring up um, Bill Maher. He was in, when he, 1997, got the key to the house of Apollo. And there's all this footage of him with all these like, just about 16 to 18 year old girls. And you're like, okay, so here's what, where, where are they getting these girls? This is how you program them. You build a society that sexualizes everything, makes them feel like every interaction is a transaction, not necessarily, I didn't mean a pun, but then there's a, a lack of love. It's more of an economic transaction. We're getting to that point where people feel, and a monarch is like based on that butterfly that can't, if you touch its wing, it shatters, right? So they touch as little as possible. So you get like a very fragile, future these kids do not like to have sex like the former generation i think if you talk about one of some of the best things about the 80s i think a lot of people had a lot more sex until aids became a problem but like in the 90s on people started getting weird about sex and now you've got kids who are you know they say they're poly and all this other stuff but they're having sex i think it's about 10 percent what people used to have sex at. no i totally agree now that it's so open it's not as taboo and they it's not as big of a deal and a lot of this is internet internet virtual reality stuff that they're starting to enter as well but my whole thing is like live and let live be be who you want i do not like don't tread on me applies to your religious values your guns and your sexual orientation and how you want to dress you do you you know it's like i i, I have a friend of mine who i love with all my heart this person is a wonderful person but they i posted something about how um you know, t the court making Britney Spears have an IUD, right, is the same thing as the government making you get uh, a, vaccine. a vaccine. And this person went on another post of someone who reposted it and says they did not see the, the correlation. They don't. They they think that's a bullshit correlation. And I go well because and because. They said, even though they are for choice for women when it comes to reproductive, they don't think that should apply to an airborne virus. I go, because that's your point of view. That is your prism. And the rule should be across the board. Government stays out of your body. It's just the, when you do that, things are gonna, there's going to be things that are covered that, that you don't agree with. But when you take that stance, it covers everything, and you're not—you don't be, you have to do mental gymnastics where you're like, "Well, this shouldn't happen, but this should definitely happen." It's like, no, man, cross the board, including things you don't like. That's how you do it, and it's just like it's so interesting. Like the right and the left both do this, uh, you know, uh, blue lives matter versus you know cops infringing on people's rights when they want to have a business. And they're trying to shut them down for Corona, right? Or cops coming to take your guns. Like, if you just make a stance of corrupt cops need to go, asshole cops need to go, you're, you don't have to do mental gymnastics on that. And that's my whole opinion. And why am I yelling? <laughs> All right, go well, on. 
I had to throw up a Illuminati card. This is the Apathy card. Play this card during the attack, except for the Illuminati themselves. No group may use its transferable power during the attack. So apathy is a really important one. Um, I guess I'd also say another one is, let's, let me pull up. Well, the, I want I want to comment on apathy. I know people are like, Sam, shut up, let him go. But I think app, I think, you know, there's a difference between pulling out your energy, your attention, your money from a system, and apathy. Apathy is the worst. To not care is the well, worst. You get, you get so much sensationalism that you stop caring. So that's the thing with the game we're talking about. You're saying, do what you want to do. But you're saying that to people that watch TV and order stuff off of it. You know, So so much of do what you want to do becomes do what you're told is a good idea for you and your lifestyle. And, and people are being told that by four or five competing groups, whether it's the Christian right or it's the, you know, whatever. And you, you got to imagine, like, they're setting up for a society that will have a certain goal. I think dehumanization is more of the goal than transhumanization. Uh, that we pretend that it's like in order to become a woman or a man. Is it really? I think it's more to remove these ideas of man and woman. And so that we have more just the worker, which is like uh, not necessarily – the worst thing in some ways like it's good to have equality to some level but you know i feel bad for like women that want to be women and want to play sports with other women and feel like they will never be good enough because they're playing against somebody who's literally taking steroids of some kind to play so we're losing the ability to to be ourselves um but that again i think that that gets us into why the Illuminatus card game was so important when it came out was because all of these people were like, we are going through something. The world is changing. There's all sorts of psyops. That's the word psyops, psychological operations. So they're saying, Oh, you know, in order to be yourself, you need to get a sex change or something like that. It's not necessarily whether or not you feel away because feelings are not, like those are irrational feelings can be changed right with drugs and all kinds of psycho psychology so the fact that the feeling is saying you need to change yourself rather than the society that's a psychological operation and all of these psychological operations are being documented we start seeing the cia saying like we can do this to people if somebody was a um you know a hypnosis expert they'll often make a feminine archetype in the traumatized brain of the person this has been something that they've suggested about some of the uh, assassins for osama bin laden that the ones who've had sex changes, some of the greatest soldiers, that this this is literally something that was installed on them. You know, and they've argued like whether or not Hold it was on, their whole what? Life. Who got sex so, changes? You know, like two I think it was two of the soldiers involved with the Osama bin Laden extradition where they killed Osama bin Laden. They were they have had sex changes since then. Which is like, these were seals, you know what I mean? Like super, and so the story is, oh, they were so manly because they were trying to hide the fact that they were feeling super feminine inside. It's just a little too close to the center of it all, I feel like. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm for the story. I'm for that narrative. But in this circumstance, it just, it fits in with the idea that like, they're not allowed to know what's really going on. They're victims of, of hypnosis. And, um, you know, this way they're actually literally creating a new personality. They're like, you're really this other person. You know, this person is a woman and you, you just need to go through all this and you'll feel better. So that's like not to say that everyone's like that, but hypnosis is real. You know, hypnosis is more real than gender dysphoria could ever be. And it's something that's used on people all the time. Um, Interesting, so, okay. dude. Intra so I want to get back to the game. So right. how is the game actually played? And then we can go through some of the cards. Cool. So uh, so Steve's, Steve's made a number of these kinds of like, 
I guess you could call them just regular tabletop board, smart, smart card games where you have a team versus another team and like a chance card and a psychological operation card. You have a pack of cards like that you can use each group, each Illuminati that's trying to take over the world. They have certain at their disposal, psychological operations they can lay down and you also have certain things that will happen to you and you're like oh i went through this place essentially it's not like a board that you go around there's no it's board like, there's no board I mean, you can you could theoretically lay it out in a way like a board but there's no like there's no trail that you're following it's not it's monopoly just, i'm not going around a board like that no it's more like pokemon or, dra or magic or something like that. You play, it's like the magic, the gathering, or, you know, it's more like magic. You put down a card, then there's a response to that card. And if they say, okay, this is, you know, two points or something, and you put down a four-point card. So you're like, we say like, okay, well, we're doing um, an environmental activist thing where we're all recycling. And the recycling is, you know, taking over the media. And then someone, and so that way no one can notice what nefarious goals that we're up to. And someone else says, okay, well, I'm, putting down school shooting. And so now obviously school shooting is going to trump environmentalism. And so someone's like, okay, well, I don't know. I, I got to do something. So like, I'm going to put down uh, Christian right fundamentalists arguing on daytime talk shows because that might actually do enough on the women that are cleaning the house and the socioeconomic backgrounds so that we could hit just these kinds of people that we could take over Canada or, you know, and this is literally the game is that specific. That you're and how do I know if I won or not? Well, you run the world, you know, and like everyone else can't run the world because you ended up in charge. How do I know if I run won the world? I don't I mean, play ga magic. You're a nerd, how, dark, how, Johnny. How, well, I, I played magic briefly when it was very. Of course, you did. Nights. But I don't. I don't really. Rem I mean, I just remember the thing of playing cards. But the thing that I, I think we're both having questions about, uh, Andreas, is. How, how how the scorekeeping as far as like taking over countries and stuff? I don't quite. How is that recorded? So they all got how points on them. They all got points right. on them. Each, each card has points, and there's like Illuminati cards, group cards, and special cards. And so there'd be like the no, Bavarian the, the Illuminati versus the Discordian Society versus the UFOs versus you know, and then you've got different kinds of uh, world cards which will have which which will be like if there's an environmental disaster. And so then you need something that you can play that has more points on a card. And one of your psyops has to have more points, more be a more powerful psyop than the one that's being played. Is it turn-based? So it's, and it's turn-based. Okay. Yeah. So what does turn-based mean? I mean? Are we taking turn turns? Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's turn-based instead of real time. So one, I do my thing. In opposition to you, I say, okay, you do this, I do this. Then the next person says, okay, this happened, so I do this, and I take my turn, and then the next person takes their turn. So, it's so not how like, many um, cards do we start off with? That's, yeah, you shuffle them off, so he gets, I get, I get thirty, you get thirty, he gets oh. thirty, and then from there on, I'm like, okay, what do I got? Oh, I got nine eleven. I'm taking down the towers, and they're like, wait up, I'm gonna hit you with the fucking whatever, and then you. So, it's so just, do we write down how many points everybody has? Yeah. I still don't understand. Like, say you you gave an example of like taking over Canada. How how would, can you? How would that work? I mean, so as you as you're expanding, well, that's just a. It'd be like a better example might be the the gnomes of Zurich or something like that. But as you expand, you start to collect more and more. Um, what do you call it? Maneuverability or autonomy. Okay. And you take during an attack, you try to take. You should use a psyop to make an attack, and that attack lets you take control of a part of the world, right? So once you've taken over a group, like you could take over Trekkies, you know, or you could take over a bank system, you could take over the gnomes of Zurich, you could take over a banking system. And each one has certain things they can do. I think 
Um, I actually I like this. Dude, yeah. So we just ever. picked like, favorite. hey, dude, we're going to fight over Canada right now. I actually run a virtual Illuminati card game group on Facebook. Of course you got do. Turned, but, but I got the Nigerians took it over and they think it's literally how to get into the Illuminati. So they keep posting pictures of like, you know, how they send thousands of dollars and that they're going to get a white wife in a car. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Hold on. Yeah. So you started this group. These Nigerians have come in and they think they're actually going to take over the world. Yeah, I used to want to delete the post, but now I'm like, wait, this is way weirder and creepier. I like, want my friends. Like, look at these people. They're straight up trying to get people to join their lodge, and they've got like, look, oh, you'll get the British car, and you'll get it's like a hundred thousand American dollars on a motel room bed. Like, you're like, wow, you know, all you have to do is join the Illuminati. So we you know, have to do this. Verifies. But the idea is you get groups that like follow you and believe in what you're doing. And then you use those groups to make enough power that you take over a place. And each thing is different. If you're in, I think if the, you're a UFO, you don't get to move every move, but then you get to move twice at a time. And if you're uh, the the, uh, Bermuda triangle one, um, some people disappear and then you can take away someone else's move for a turn or something like that. Like they all have special unique qualities that make them like, you might be like, I want to be the UFOs or some, I like to be the Discordium society or the church of Subgenius. church of Subgenius is mine. Cause that's the, the, the slack church we were talking about where Bob is the, the host and the Jehovah is a radio beam and, and Dio and D- Devo like with them good. They're members of the Subgenius church. So Subgeniuses are very important to this whole thing. Cause a lot of former agents ended up in the church of Subgenius and searching for Subgenius. Yeah, the Church of Subgenius is the probably like the big takeaway is like there's not just Scientology, there's not just Satanism, there's also the Church of Subgenius. It's a parody religion, but it's pretty accurate. And it, you should check out like on YouTube, there's like a two hour video that's like they put out in the 90s. It's like X Day is coming, and the other voices are melting and things like Slack. We must have Slack. You have to Slack off is the full goal. It's like what, the what does Slack weirdest. it off mean? Like you Slack is not hard work. So the idea is that these the, there's an order of people that are better than other people and that they're supposed to work less hard. We're the subgeniuses and we we worship Bob Dobbs who was able to sell this. snow to Eskimos, you know? And like that it's like a perfect parody religion. Like it's it's the way the reason it exists is because like with meta magic you don't want to remove all symbolism. So you have to continue to have what religion offers people, which is um Voodoo, you know, and there's another card is voodoo capitalism. Because once you get people believing the product will work on the commercial, you have a few weeks to get it running by the time they get there. If a million people believe it, then the power of consciousness might actually make your vacuum cleaner actually clean. So voodoo capitalism is a big part of of meta magics and you know running this the, this world the way that this world's supposed to be run by these people. Um, so but you asked the question about how the game is played. What was yeah. the part you were missing? Yeah. I mean, basically, so let's say the three of us are playing. We each get 30 cards, and we go around, and we just got to outpoint the other person. And then whoever's stuck, whoever has the highest points cards at the end wins? Yeah. So the aim of the game is fulfilled with the Illuminati build, a power structure consisting of given number of cards depending on the number of players or when the Illuminati fulfills its special goal, such as controlling at least one card of each alignment for the Bermuda Triangle, okay? So, you know, that, that'd be what, what Johnny? One, 
Right, we, we need to we need to watch like a, an instructional video. Yeah, we, need another, we, need we need another nerd dork. Yeah, yeah we need another. Well, we just need a, we, we need should, to see it played. You know what I mean? We need you to know see when it your nerd do- resident nerd dork doesn't know what's going on, we need help. <laughs> you know, well, I, mean, I was giving you an example for like how Bermuda Triangle would work, but we should just play this game at some point. Yeah, I think that's I, well, the answer. Yeah. We should just make a, a day of it. I mean, it's good if you have a full deck. You could play this without a full deck. You could take a deck and you could just have people have some cards that play against each other. I think the original way it was intended to be played was that some people would pick up a expansion pack and have 20 to 100 cards, and then they put them down. Well, what but, do we have, Sam? Uh, we got, got the whole we got the factory we set. Do. Yeah, we got the good one. We got the good yeah, one. Now, were there, ex- were, on were there expansions to what we have? Were there expansion packs, or does this yeah, include all you don't have? If you have 409, you don't have the German cards. You don't have the subgenius cards. You don't have uh, the Y2K cards. We have the 450. Have- you have the 450. You might have the ND, NWO deck then as well, um, which is you know. So there's the the mutual assured distraction, Bavarian fire drill, uh, Illuminati brainwash. Um, but we have enough to have a, a solid more. game, right? How long? How long would it last if we were to do it? How long of time does this game last? Three hours? Could, two minutes? You could play it. In, you could play it in three hours. It could take longer. Um, but yeah, three hours is pretty good, I'd say, to to get it going. And the thing Monopoly, about the are we going to hate each other after the game's over? No, <laughs> you're just going to want to play it over and over again forever, and you'll be like further tied to each other. And you're going to like un- it's a better way to think about how the world's being run. Like if you're, you know, some people think in chess. Like this is a way to think of news, like how news spins happen. Like this is a really quick way. Like what I'll do. I have my screensaver on my computer with all the cards, like a tarot deck, and it will just put cards up, and I'll look at it like it's a stock ticker, and I'll be like, this is really what's happening in real life, like it's some sort of a magical like um, medium work. But with the, with the Illuminatus card games, what you can do with it especially is you get enough people together that are playing the game, and each one of you assembles, like which is the team that they want to be. Then you can start to figure out how they interact with each other, and you can get an expansion deck. So I have the Subgenius expansion deck to play as Subgenius. Um, you can basically play right now. There's a new guy uh, making Honkytopia. Honkytopia is an open source expansion pack that you can literally play without the rest of the cards. So you can actually, if you can't get the the full game, get Honkatopia. You can download it for free on archive.org. And it's the whole game without the original cards. You can add them to it, but the new cards are like 4chan cards. And, you know, anything that's happened <laughs> since then, it's a great deck. Christ. It's Chaos. deep. This it's, is deep. We have to play it one time. What are some... Well, so, so well, really what, quickly, the other, the other thing that really matters about this is that when the game first came out, Steve Jackson was arrested by the CIA and that they came into his computer office and took apart his computer physically, like the, the, took the monitor apart to look for drugs and stuff, took out the hard drives and because they were like, <laughs> why does he know all of this stuff? This stuff, he must know something he shouldn't legally know because this information... It's like he literally secret stuff. And so the, eventually he sued the CIA because he didn't. He'd just been reading that book and put the game together and he won. And so when did they assassinate him? He's still alive and now he works for freaking Disney. So oh. that. Can we interview him on the show? Can we interview him on the You probably could. I'm, I, he might even be down. The thing is, the games he's making now are like. 
Care Bears Monopoly, or um, I think he might have done <laughs> Care Bears the, Monopoly. He, he did a new version of Munchkins for um, the Disney um, Marvel movies. You know, he's like doing mainstream normal stuff, but I'm sure he's got a beach house for it. The question is, why haven't they remade the Gremlins? That's the real question. Like the film? Yeah. Probably because it's, it's, it's probably like you can't hurt real Gremlins in movies anymore since the 90s. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. That's a great point. Did you like that movie? I mean, at the time, yeah. I haven't seen it since I wasn't like a child. It's, it's and they did, didn't they? They remade it. It's called Clone Wars or Rebels or yeah. whatever that new Star Wars Mandalorian is, right? <laughs> Don't feed Baby Yoda after midnight. I thought it was the oh, first line. Oh snaps, Johnny! Are you offended? No, why would I be offended? Because you love that stuff. You like that show too? What do you think? Like they, they did a good job. I mean, I'm not. I'm not I love Gremlins too, dude. I grew up on that shit. Yeah. I love Gremlins. Johnny, did Gizmo. you see how uh, Yoki Yoki isn't doing well? Loki? Loki, yeah. Loki yeah, I'm sure Yoki's well. not doing well because that's thought, not a show. I, but... I was worried you meant actually like literally Loki after his transition was having a hard time. Was, oh, Loki, well? I'm not surprised. Losing it, it's, viewers. it's kind of a high concept show. Yeah, it's probably a little too smart for some people. Well, I, isn't it like kind of super woke too where like he's getting cucked by everybody? Which isn't his character at all in I the movies? Know. I don't know what that means. He's getting cucked by everybody. Like he like dudes are banging his chick yeah, while he watches. You, know you don't know what cucking <laughs> well, is, bro. I, I I mean I really don't know what you mean by that though in the context of the He's show. He's kind of being bitched out. I think it's more I mean, I, I think it's a little bit the other way because if 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 what I think is happening is true, there's this sort of hierarchy that has three lizards at the top of it that are kind of running the universe and they're evil, but the people who work for them think they're benevolent, and I think it's I think that's actually what's going on, and that sounds... It's too close to home. Yeah, it's a little saying? close to reality for some people. Yeah. Interesting, Johnny. Now I got to watch it. Wow. <laughs> Fun episode today. I hope people could follow along. You have two hamsters <laughs> in a wheel going at it. Like, who has more ADD? Me or Exertus, man? And we got fucking we XG either high or falling asleep over there, <laughs> like fighting to keep his eyes open. No. And Johnny, I don't even know you're getting your fancy baseball league fucking set. No, I'm just looking at you right here. I'm looking at a picture of you. Mm. Okay. Guys. I find, it, I find it fun that we're able to cover. So we just went from 1862 to 2021 covering Bohemian Grove all the way up to card games. I mean, okay. that's, that's one thing cool. I want to ask. Final thing I want to ask: Are there any cards that you think are interesting that's coming up that might be like, "Whoa, I didn't think of that." Whoa, dude, that might be something. So basically, every card is like that. So literally, what I'll do is I'll have, I think it's like two, four, five. I'll have ten cards show up on the screen. Right now, I can see if I set it up like Pulitzer Prize, Computer Security, Bavarian Illuminati, Moral Minority. The power of the Moral Minority is increased by one for every straight group in your power structure. Straight groups are like, you know, mainstream, not wild kids. Straighten up. Play this card at any time, and you can take your kids and make them straighten up. So if they've got like punk rock leftists that are becoming the mainstream. Computer Security, this card completely... Uh, negates any plot card that concerns computers, uh, currency speculation. I mean, all these things are happening right now at the same time. Power for its own sake. Um, yeah, I would say, like, in general, though, 
you got to look at all the cards and even with 450 you there's a hundred or so more the german cards too but the suicide squad punk rockers and the way that they angle blood toil tears and sweat congressional wives rewriting history just came up next to big media i think that's probably my favorite sam what if they had like an alex shown card joe rogan tim four hat podcast and so the new edition, the new edition. They're using us as we're the one. I would be honored. <laughs> so that's why I say check out Honkatopia for free. You can download this game. I have a physical deck of it back at Tim's. I, I can't. I can't be a part of anything called Honkatopia. I don't blame you one bit because the name is kind of weird, and it's like that? there's definitely some stuff in there that's messed up. I'm sure because it's 4chan. But at the same time, I think you're a card. I know Tim's a card. I made sure that they made me a card. Oh shit! Uh, oh, you know, shit. you're a card already, Sam. I'm a card. Yeah, so that's good. I mean, if you're that's a good. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Being on is Xavier group. Guerrero could be a card. Nope, don't leave, well, leave I, out of the, it. Well, the the thing that we got to find out is what the card says and does. Yeah, That's yeah, what we got to yeah, find out. Yeah, yeah. What what do you think it's gonna say, Johnny? Right. Let's hear your shit. Uh, it, it like clears Sam Tripoli clears the room or something or Sam. <laughs> oh, Sam Tripoli shits in the shower. John, yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah. not against that. New broken one at episode. All. I'm not against it at all. Well, uh, Andres Xertis, uh, fun episode. I hope you guys can follow along. It was a lot of talk of what we learned today. Hawaii's not real. Uh, the Illumin, uh, you know, Playboy was a honeypot. Um, you know, Bohemian Grove and Burning Man are just the same thing, really. No, that makes sense though. Like it would always be, it always be, like the gen next generation never wants to do it the generation before. So why not go to Burning Man and then Burning Man will die off and then there'll be something else. That's right. And it better be Sam. This should be a Sam Tripoli, like tinfoil hat Shriner party at one of those old Midwest lodges. That's what we'll do. That'd roller be skates. so fun. We're going to a rollerblade party. All Let's at do the same festival. time. All at the same time. All right. Uh, one more time, Andres Exertus. Tell them where they can find you. Please, guys, just start looking for me. If you look, you will find me. Exertus, I'm on YouTube. I'm on iTunes now with uh, Exertus.com. Look for Recent Tartarians. In about six months, watch me on TV. I don't want to say too much about that, but we're doing a whole other thing. So it's, I'm pretty excited, but you'll oh, find me. Shit. Go, go looking. You're on the TV nipple, bro. Careful. They got you. There's going to be someone in a hospital bed. They got you, bro. They got great. you. All right, man. Great show. Guys, I hope to see you at the Rabbit Hole in West Hills this Wednesday. And please go to samtriplee.com. I got a bunch of new dates up. Holla at your boy. We'll see you soon. Thanks for the support. We love you very much. Good not, goodbye, Swarm. We go deep, homeboy. Aaron, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim Foil hack. Tim Foil hack.